your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope with host and mother of a recovering child with autism, Betsy Hicks. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Betsy and her guests illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Betsy Hicks. Hello and welcome everybody. Today we're going to be talking about movement and this is going to be so fun because we have an amazing guest on today. The autism movement therapy is a very successful and innovative movement and music strategy technique integrating music and movement to unlock and increase communication skills and cognitive awareness and especially as this is geared towards those with on the autism spectrum disorder. And today's guest, wow, what a woman. She is Joanne Laura, and she has earned her MA in special education at California State University in Northridge. Uh, she has a BA in dance from the University of South Florida, and she has a California moderate to severe education specialist uh, K-12 through teaching credential. She taught for over 10 years in the Los Angeles, Los Angeles Unified School District. So right there you have my extreme respect <laughs> And uh, Joanna, thanks thanks for coming being on the show today. I appreciate it very much. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Betsy. Thank you. So let's talk Pleasure. about this, Joanna. I have gotten the privilege, which our listeners may not, to to know um, what it is that your movement looks like. But I don't think that um, they need to see that in order for you to really get your message across to them today, because. This movement that we need to get to get our kids' brains working on is really what I want to talk about. Can you talk about the research and what you have seen in this whole right-left brain connection? Well, uh, what I'd like to do is begin with when I was in the classroom because I did teach for 10 years in the L.A. Unified School District, students with autism moderate to severe. And what I found was as I introduced yoga and movement into my class, I always had music playing in my class mm. six hours a day. When the children awesome. walked in, there was always some form of music without lyrics, uh, instrumental, uh, Asian, something, you know, a classical. Um, and then I introduced yoga into the, into the curriculum at the end of the day. And the, at first I thought, oh, they're, you know, these, they're not going to want to do it. And what I got was, can we do can we do yoga, Miss Laura? Oh. Yoga. They all wanted to do it, and so we started integrating that into the curriculum at the end of the day. And what I saw was, I saw I could actually see what was happening. I could see them thinking, and what I saw was there was a connection happening between me giving the instruction, uh, the verbal instruction, which would be the receptive language in the right hemisphere of the brain, and then the left hemisphere of the brain was processing the movement itself as I was demonstrating. So what was happening was there was a connection or a a talking, if you will, between the left and right hemisphere of the brain Mm -hmm. in order for the kids to be able to actually do the movement. And I thought, oh, my gosh, uh, bingo, I'm I'm, I'm on to something. Well, what grade were you teaching? I'm curious at this point. I've taught... From K to 22, as you know, our kids can stay in, in the system until they're 22 years old. 
But this class specifically was an elementary third through fifth grade class. Okay. Then I was asked to teach dance in the arts and education program at the Los Angeles Unified School District. And they recruited me. uh, I had some friends that were actually had, had been in the classroom and were now working in the arts and ed program at Los Angeles Unified School District. They called me and they said, you know what, Joanne, we need somebody with a special ed background. Our arts and ed program goes into the schools, we deliver theater, dance, um, music, and visual arts, and we're having a really tough time with our kids on the spectrum mm-hmm. because of the behaviors, as we know. And uh, many of our, our discipline teachers are, are not well-adversed in working with kids with behaviors. So, and so what's happening is uh, these kids are being, you know, are being removed from the classroom mm-hmm. or they're being asked to leave the dance class or they're being asked to leave the theater class. And and what's wrong with this picture? Because that's where yeah, our kids excel. <laughs> that's what they do best in, you know. Yeah. If you can get around the behaviors, you know, or if you can get you can get them the kids involved and uh, and on track, then this is where they need to be. Right. You no, know, it's in my opinion is that we're we're giving so many therapies. The, a lot of our kids are just being it, it, drug from one therapy to another therapy, they're exhausted at the end of the day. And, and and they don't have that typical kind of a lifestyle that their siblings have because we're so, we're, we're running so fast to give them the speech and language and the OT. Oh, and that's the, the truth. That they don't get to have the fun time or, or, or be on the soccer team or, or do the dance or be in, a, in, in, in an art class. Right. So with that said, um, I said, absolutely, I'm, I'm going to leave the classroom for a year and I'm going to come in and I'm going to teach dance in, in an itinerant program. Well, it was there that I really began to develop the autism movement therapy because we had so many of our, our kids that were fully included. Yes, the yes. good news. Um, and what I saw was instead of, of course, I wasn't going to remove them from my classroom. I brought them right up to the front and said, you know what, I want you to buddy up with, you know, Andy here, and um, could you guys be my assistant today? Could both of you be the assistants and help, you know, and could you be the, the leaders and, um, and, and do the sequence across the floor for me? Mm-hmm. So when I, when, when I was able to make our kids feel special and um, have a place and buddy them up with a typical peer, what I found was there was no problem because music is universal. But what and, about what? I mean, were now all the kids you were working with? I mean, they were verbal and understanding enough to be able to follow the directions of what you were teaching them. Mm, yes, the majority of them were, I would say, mild and moderate um, on the spectrum. But I had a number of kids. I had a little guy who who was a fifth grader, and he he rarely spoke. He wasn't nonverbal because he could speak, but he rarely spoke, which is you know we find this often. And he didn't want to participate. And, but he was very much uh, uh, taken aback with my microphone. I wore one of those boom mics, <laughs> and it amplified through uh, uh, through a speaker because uh-huh. I talked so much. I, I, did, I was delivering five 50-minute classes a day, and my voice started to go out on me in the beginning, and I thought, uh-oh, I need to get a microphone. So I had a boom mic, you know, like, like sure. Britney Spears would wear or, some, you know, one right. of the performing artists wear. Well, he would, he would always come up to me at the beginning of the class. He wanted to touch that microphone. So I said, you know, 
if you participate in the class and you dance and you you do the entire class, then I'm going to let you wear this wow at the end of the class. Well, that was the key. You know, it's always about finding motivation. Yeah, and so he did. And then, of course, I put the headphones on him, and the first thing he said was, hello. (laughs) So he could hear his own voice amplified. And he was he was like, okay, now I get it. You talk through here, and your voice comes out over there. Okay, I didn't understand that, but that that was that like you said exactly, Betsy. The motivation for him to want to dance, and he got and he jumped right in after yeah. that, and was like one of the best dancers in the class, especially with the improv. Whenever we did the improvisation, which we did at the end of the class. He was, I mean, he shone. He was like a star. So he really wanted to do the movement. He really wanted to dance. But as you know, many times our kids want to sit on the side because they don't know how to be involved. Right. They don't know how to come in to a situation that's new to them. You know, and, and I got I to say, Joanne, because this is important to me. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, this drives me nuts my last IEP when one of the experts says to me, um, Oh, but that's what chi- that's what children with autism like. They like to be on the sidelines. And I'm like, uh, you know, I don't buy that. I, I just what you're saying right now. I think they want to be in. They just don't know how to to make it happen. Oh, absolutely. I had uh, I remember a, a specialist that came into my uh, m- my class at one point. She was a uh, AT, I think, and uh, she assistive technology. And we were to, we were going to set up a, a PECS program for one of my. Um, one of my children that didn't speak but wasn't nonverbal because he could speak when he wanted to. And she, she stayed for about 15, 20 minutes and showed him a couple of Peck's pictures and then came over to me and she said, he doesn't want to communicate. Mm-hmm. I said, a mole wants to communicate. <laughs> That's right. I couldn't, I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I said, never mind, we don't need you. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sure you did. Go to your room, you know. <laughs> but, no, it's the same ideology except... Why would anyone want to sit on the sidelines when they see children having fun? Yeah. No, they wouldn't. There's, a, there's absolutely, there's no logic to that. That's, that's ridiculous. Everyone wants to. And, you know, I work with a, a program here in L.A. It's IECP. It's an NPA, Inclusive Education and Community Partnership. And Rick Clemens, uh, that's his company, Rick Clemens, it's all about inclusion. And we go, I actually provide a supervisory service for for his company and go into the home and set up social skills and friendship development programs for our kids because they have such a tough time making friends and keeping friends. And so what we do is do a direct instruction. Direct instruction is your key. Direct instruction. Once once our kids are, are told, oh, this is what you can say. Hi, my name is, is, uh, uh, Fred. Uh, what's your name? Then that opens the conversation for turning the conversation and more explore, exploration from the other child. What we usually get is the other child saying hi, and then our 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 kid hi. End of conversation. Walks you know, kid walks away. But what we have to do is direct instruct what to say after that when someone says hello to you. Hi, my name is Mike. What's yours? I like soccer. What about you? Once you do that, and it's, now we're going to go into my mapping and cognitive redirection um, beliefs, but once you do that, 
over a, an extended period of time, which is the same thing that I'm doing with, with the movement and the sequencing and the patterning in the dance um, that, I've, that I've set up with the autism movement therapy, the brain will map it. In other words, map the route from the, the information, which is filed in a long-term or short-term memory uh, bank, and it will remember that route to get to that information or, quote, retrieve. That's when you hear um, specialists say, oh, he has a, a retrieval uh, diff- uh, impairment, mm-hmm. meaning the information is usually there. But I like to say it's like a library, that it's not alphabetized, where you and I would walk in, I'd like a Jack London book. That oh, yeah, right sense. over there in the elf. Bam. That makes it goes straight to it. Sure. But what happens with our kids is, uh, mm, where, where do I put that L? Oh, my yeah, God. That's a, that is a fantastic analogy. Okay, we have to go to a break. When we get back, I really want to help them try to understand this movement that you are talking about so that they can visualize a little bit as to what it is you're doing, and then we'll talk more about your programs. We'll be right back with the wonderful Joanne Laura. Thank you. Life Solutions, Voice America Health and Wellness. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. ReadySorb Glutathione is proud to support the Betsy Hicks radio program. Glutathione is essential for human health. It protects cells from oxidative stress and supports the body's removal of toxins. It enhances immune function. Glutathione is one of the body's ways of detoxifying itself. It protects our DNA. Glutathione is one of the most effective free radical scavengers. Autistic children are predisposed to low glutathione, which prevents them from detoxifying normally. ReadySorb Liposomal Glutathione is an oral dietary supplement that was formulated by a physician for his own patients. Each teaspoon contains over 400 milligrams of glutathione. The ingredients are pure and chemical-free, and there's no sodium benzoate in ReadySorb Glutathione. It's approved for use on the fine gold program. Ask your doctor about Redisorb Liposomal Glutathione and read more about us at www.redisorb.com. That's R-E-A-D-I-S-O-R-B.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. 
If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program, here's Betsy. I am back with Joanne Laura, and we're talking about autism movement therapy. And, um, Joanne, there's, for one... Before I even say what I need to say next, I want you to give your website so that people, you can, if you're listening to Voice America on the Internet or if you're listening to an archive, um, just make it small for a moment and go to Joanne's website, which is uh, www.autismmovementtherapy.com. Okay. And then there, where can they go to actually witness some of the... Um, Exercises or the that you're speaking well, that we're speaking of today can they the movement okay ab, on the front page on okay. the first page that you'll get to when you when you type in www.autismmovementtherapy.com you'll see ABC Seven a little slogan or logo for ABC Seven okay uh, ABC Seven um, Eyewitness News here in Los Angeles did a segment Denise Dador on my my act, my actual class my autism movement class that I teach on Saturdays here in, uh, at the Vibe Dance Studio. And you can actually see the kids, me conducting a class, an interview with me, and then the kids dancing and doing the movement. On the other side of that logo, if you will, is um, <clears throat> a, a, a little uh, square to click on that will take you to the DVD. And that video actually has footage that's excerpt from my DVD, the Autism Movement Therapy DVD. Excellent. So you'll be able to see the DVD, which functions as an in-home, as an in-home autism movement therapy uh, tool or strategy. It's designed to use in-home or in the classroom or in a, a professional uh, setting. You don't need a big um, dance studio to do it. You can do it. And in they can the purchase room. the DVD from your website. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. They, now, they, they so I Amazon. Want to- or at Amazon, okay. Or eBay, yeah. Or eBay, okay, great. Mm-hmm. Now, when I got this DVD, I have to say that um, I I put it on, and my son um, was just intrigued. He he didn't really want to participate in it, but he was really intrigued. And mm-hmm. I found it to be so fantastic that I'm actually putting it in his IEP that they're going to make it part of his curriculum. Oh, um, I love that. And, and, and I'm curious to hear from you how many days a week would you think would be good to have them do this? Would, do you think it should be a daily thing? Do you think it should, is that going to be too much? Is it going to get, you know? No. I think, Betsy, that what you really want to do in the beginning is introduce it daily. It's only each segment. The DVD is divided into four segments, and uh, emerging level, right. developing level, and a proficient level, and then a hip-hop at the end. Now, the hip-hop level you can put on and do uh, for fun anytime. Especially the, the the boys really love that hip hop level, and I don't teach it. I actually have a hip hopper that comes in and does the direct instruction for it cool. with the hip hop music and everything, and that's the fourth level. But the first level, which is the emerging level, is where you want to start. It's only twelve minutes, and it goes through a beginning warm up, an axial movement, meaning where you're just moving the body and not the feet, okay. and then then a locomotive movement where you're actually moving the body. An improvisation, which is a shapes and levels area, okay. where we're just listening to receptive or receiving of the music and then a cue to stop when the music stops. Okay. In a shape, either a, a high, a medium, or a low shape. And then the end is a relaxation where you're, you're, you're winding back down again. 
So all those levels have different, all those uh, segments within the level have different music, and that's usually what the initial intrigue is for our kids. They're brought into the music. Now, in order to get them to focus more in depth or detail into the actual DVD movement itself, it takes more than one time. So don't be disillusioned if you go, oh, well, he liked the music, but then he walked out of the room. Right. Well, that's what he does with everything, isn't it? Yeah, right. You see? It's, it, it, <laughs> well, no, I, yeah. I mean, if so you have to begin with a direct instruction, just like you would OT, okay. holding a pencil, just like you would speech and language, sure. just like you would throwing a ball and catching it. It's the same ideology. But what, I'm at, what, what I love about the autism movement therapy is that, one, we're asking the, the, like, the, left, the, the right side of the brain to receive the music or the information, if you will, and the left side to interpret the movement. So there's where you have the information transmitting back and forth between the white matter and the brain, which are the ah. transmitters. Then you have the, the, um, the improvisation that allows for the, the, the kids, it's almost an assessment. You're seeing whether or not, how are they interpreting the music? Mm-hmm. Are they able to hear when it stops? And are they able to stop when it stops? So that's taking natural cues, if you want to use the terminology that you would, sure. that you would use in a classroom setting. So that's kind of your assessment. And when you see your, your, uh, your student or your child is able, is mastered that level, Mm-hmm. Then go to the next level because it's faster, it's a little more detailed. Okay. And so, in other words, each level is built upon or scaffolded upon the level before it. So it's so great that you put these things in levels because it makes it so much easier for us as parents to not feeling, you know, to feel like we're doing the right thing and, you know, gradually moving our way up. And that's wonderful to be able to have that op- option on the DVD. Um, and and I. The, the movement itself, I just want people to know that this is not anything that is going to be difficult for yourself to do. I mean, it, we're not talking, you know, you're not having to strike a lotus position. We're <laughs> not talking ABT, uh, American Ballet Theater. No. <laughs> this is no. all very And it's a lot of back and forth. Why? Tell me about the back and forth. What is that back and forth piece doing? Uh, the back when you well, I mean back and forth. I'm like side to side. That's what I meant to say. Side and side to side. Oh, Tell left and right. Well, left and right. Sorry, <laughs> I got to get hear, my terms down. Well, when you hear the DVD, Betsy, you know you hear me. I mean, I must say it a thousand times. Right to your left. To your right to your left. <laughs> Obviously, I haven't watched it enough. Well, so this, <laughs> this is an area where we have problems. Okay. You know, raise your right hand. You know. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Uh, it's it's tough. Um, it's processing information. So. What, is, what I've done is built, build in the left and the right because that's something we want to work on. I'm trying to work on so many different things in, through the movement and the music, Okay. in other words. Um, I want to work on left and right. I want to work on levels, high, medium, and low. That's why you see the, the words actually flash onto the screen. Um, that was a conscious choice because walking, sliding, I'm giving them another cue. In other words, if you're not, if the child's not able to to really see detail, which sometimes we we have difficulty with with our kids, right. then oh, there's the word walking. Oh, that's what she's doing. Oh yeah, walking. I know what walking is. I know what sliding is. Then they begin to associate the word with the movement. And association is our key, you know, for 
for learning and cognitive redirection with our kids. We want them to be able to associate again. In other words, associate that movement, retrieve that information from prior filing or right. systematic filing, and then execute the movement. Excellent. So that's how we all process information. You know, our kids aren't processing it any different than you and I are. It's just sometimes there's an impairment or a synapse in the processing going through the white matter. And sometimes there actually are impairments in the areas of the brain that do that work. What what we know is that we can jumpstart many times other areas of the brain, and that, that area will come in and do the work of the area that's impaired. One of the pieces in your video that I really, or DVD that I really enjoyed watching was um, the before and after of the little boy who was trying to identify the numbers of the clock or the times and then, Mm -hmm. and then talk a little bit about that because I think that's, I thought that was, it made, it made so much sense when I actually watched it, but it was really a neat um, story to do it on. Well, it's a before and after of, of the little guy that's actually my, my little star in the, uh, in the uh, DVD, uh, Edward. And what, 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 I, what I'm, the point I'm trying to get across there is that just as I said um, prior that in the levels, the third section, which is the shapes and levels or the assessment mm-hmm. section of the levels, where we're, look, we're actually looking to see, oh, is my child listening to the music and able to stop on the cue? Right. And either be high in a high level, a medium level, or a low level with his body. That's the that's the that's the assessment. In other words, that's a built-in assessment in the DVD. What we're what I said, and going full circle back to the beginning of our conversation of doing the yoga and me noticing, hmm, there. Oh my gosh, they want to do the yoga. They're asking me to do the yoga at the end of the class every day. My students, and they're actually able to do the movement. I mean, they're actually doing yoga. Um, and, and and in that, I saw that, well, oh, they really are able to interpret the, the, the direction and do the movement. Mm-hmm. So there's the assessment, in other words, the built-in assessment that we're looking for. What Edward is demonstrating is that it crosses over not just into movement, in, but into all areas of their life, right. into the speech and language, into the academia. Why? Because those transmitters in the brain, that white brain matter, is working. You've, one, brought oxygen to the body, which is what hyperbaric chambers are doing. Sure. The children are getting in, they're zipping them up, and they're pushing oxygen into the cells. Well, you can run a mile and push oxygen into your cells. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. That is such a wonderful thing to let people be aware of. You don't need to to refinance your house. (laughs) I so agree. I mean, I know that's a terrible thing to say, but you know what? Exercise. It pushes oxygen into your cells. And right. so that's another another one of the reasons why I wanted to do the DVD, the autism movement therapy, so that we could be doing this. Our kids are sedentary. Right. They're sitting at a desk. They're doing OT. They're sitting in front of a speech and language person. They're making sounds, make, uh, uh, say, cat. They uh, Only with APE are they actually out moving around. They need more movement in their lives, just right. like you and I. They need to exercise. Goodness they God. need oxygen in their brain. I don't think anybody can argue with the fact that when you wake up a little bit early and you do some stretching or yoga or you people to take a walk in the morning, mm-hmm. how much better they feel and how much clearer and focused they feel. So why do we not even think about that for our children? 
Um, because for so long we've been thinking, we've been we've been asking the question, why are our children? What? Why are our children like this? Why? What is this autism? And what? I think we've, we're moving away from from the scientific ideology of, of just sitting, you know, kind of in one space and not moving forward. But now accepting the fact, okay, then what are we going to do about it? Right. Okay, we're going to talk about that when we get back. We'll be right back with Joanne Laura. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. ReadySorb Glutathione is proud to support the Betsy Hicks radio program. Glutathione is essential for human health. It protects cells from oxidative stress and supports the body's removal of toxins. It enhances immune function. Glutathione is one of the body's ways of detoxifying itself. It protects our DNA. Glutathione is one of the most effective free radical scavengers. Autistic children are predisposed to low glutathione, which prevents them from detoxifying normally. ReadySorb Liposomal Glutathione is an oral dietary supplement that was formulated by a physician for his own patients. Each teaspoon contains over 400 milligrams of glutathione. The ingredients are pure and chemical-free, and there's no sodium benzoate in ReadySorb Glutathione. It's approved for use on the fine gold program. Ask your doctor about Redisorb Liposomal Glutathione and read more about us at www.redisorb.com. That's R-E-A-D-I-S-O-R-B.com. Living Your Power with host and intuitive counselor Diane Brandon breaks down the old traditions of taking what life gives you. Living Your Power teaches you how to have a life of success, happiness, and fulfillment. How to live your power, feeling vibrant and confident. Tune in Tuesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern to Living Your Power on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Betsy. We're back with Joanne Laura, and we're talking today about Autism Movement Therapy. If you're just joining us now, go to her website, autismmovementtherapy.com, and you can look at some of the stuff that we are 
uh, talking about today, all the demonstrations of a lot of the movements that we're speaking of. My my thing, um, Joanne, is I get really angry. We talked about this at the very beginning of the show. I get angry with schools that want the kids that are acting up to you know, they, they put them in a small room and don't let them move or don't let them go to recess, which is the biggest ridiculous <clears throat> irony that you could possibly put on a child who's having a hard time with behavior issues. Um, but t- let's talk about sitting at a desk. Um, that, that's a really hard thing for me to do. I have ADD, ADHD, and have my whole life, and I remember the difficulty of having to sit at that desk for such long periods of time. Mm-hmm. Um, if if we have children that are really kind of forced in that situation, are there is there anything they could do even in their desk space to help them kind of cope, get their left brain connection going? Mm-hmm. Well, what I'd like to say first is that I don't think that not just with our kids, but with anybody that punishment or negative reinforcement works. I think that's why we have overcrowded prisons now. Um, punishment, timeout, benching, none of, none of these strategies work. What we do is end up escalating our children into an escalation of, uh, of um, emotional uh, aggression until then, oh, nah, and then we, can't, then we really can't work with them because once they get past an eight on a scale from one to ten, you're not able to even, you know, there's no communication. It's like a bull seeing red. Right. Um, and that's what happens when we put our kids in timeout or when we, we bench our kids at recess. I mean, it's absolutely ludicrous. And in, in this day and age, we're still using all across the board in the educational system punishment as a, a behavioral tool. And it doesn't work. Behaviorists know it doesn't work. There's so many, so many of us that know it doesn't work. Positive behavior support is how you change, shape, and fade behavior. In other words, if you do this, then you get that. That's wonderful. So if you're working at a, at, at a desk and, and you're in third grade and you have autism and your teacher wants you to copy the journal from the overhead in the morning and it's just a really tough, you know, idea in order for you to just sit there for however long it takes you to copy that overhead information, then one you diminish or you modify the amount of information that needs to be done. Just copy half. Those are accommodations that IEP and that the federal government and IDEA says that you have built into your IEP, hopefully, modifications and accommodations. You only have to do half of the journal. And when you do, if you complete it, then you get to have a uh, break, a two-minute break, and you can uh, do the computer for two minutes or a five-minute break, and you can, those are if-then contingencies, we call them. So in other words, you need to have a built-in reward for the behavior that you're looking for. That's another thing. Most of our children, we tell, oh, no, that's not the behavior we're looking for. Oh, I'm sorry, tantruming isn't what we want. Oh, my gosh, you're, uh, you're, uh, you're, you're, uh, you're uh, flapping your hand in front of your face. That's not it. But we don't tell them what the behavior is that we're looking for. So if we don't tell someone what we're looking for, sure. they don't know. They're sure. just going from one moment of, oh, they didn't want that, or, oh, look, now I'm tender. Oh, my God, now uh, this doesn't work. This isn't what they're wanting either. Oh, my gosh, now I'm being put in another room. I have time out. See, you see, it's all very confusing to a person because it's not logical. Logical says, I'm sorry, 
The tantruming is, the rule is no tantruming. If you stand up right now and you don't tantrum, then you know what? Then I'm going to give you uh, 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 computer time. That works, bingo. But people go, oh, man, I'm not going to reinforce him for doing that tantrum. Well, you're not. What you're doing is redirecting him away from the tantrum oh, right. to an appropriate activity. Mm-hmm. Redirecting is all what it is, is, is absolutely key with so many of these kids. Absolutely. Uh, with everybody. Uh, well, you know. With all of us. Yeah, we all need With to be- everyone. We all respond to positive positive support. And, you know, I say this. I teach at National University, and I teach teachers in the special ed, I'm in the special ed department, and I teach teachers that are getting their credentials in Los Angeles. And I say it, I say it over and over and over again. We, we don't even support our friends and our family. You know, we've moved into a society that doesn't want to tell, we, we, we see it as a weakness to say, you know what, you did a re- really great job today. If there were Xeroxing, what's wrong with it? If they were Xeroxing uh, 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 booklets for you, thank you so much. You did a great job Xeroxing all those booklets. How long did it take and how much did it hurt? Right. Zero. And that's how you turn behavior around. That person is much more apt to say, hey, do you need any Xeroxing done? Sure. Just to get that, you know what, you did a great job. And that's the same thing with our kids. We're not telling them what they're doing great. We're just telling them that that doesn't work, and that's not the behavior we're looking for. And, oh, my gosh, you can't sit there for 10 minutes. Okay, that's it. Go into, uh, you know what, time out for you. Mm-hmm. It's just going from one unexplainable uh, situation to another that doesn't line up. Wait a minute, I couldn't do this, and now I have to sit over here by myself doing nothing? I mean, what's the value in a time out? You're doing nothing? Who, wants, who would sit in a chair and do nothing? In a time, I mean, it's it's a ludicrous. Whoever came up with that, uh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Who would want to sit there? I, no one. I never bought it either. I have to tell you, no one. No. And the thing is, is you don't. You know what? You don't shape and change behavior that way. You do nothing. You go on an even keel of exactly where you are. You don't move forward. The children don't progress. Nothing happens. You just stay constant. Yeah. And we see that, and I see that over and over and over again when I go into the classrooms with the teachers that are getting their credentials. I go in for, uh, and do a t- a student-teacher super- uh, supervisory sessions with them. And I see, oh, so much negativity. No, if you don't do that, you're not going to be able to go out to recess. Wait a minute. We can make that in an affirmative statement just as easy as we can make it a negative statement. You know what? If you finish that, then you're going to be able to go out to recess. And I know you can. Or if you only do 10 of those 20 problems in the math area, you know what? You're going to be able to go out to recess. You see, it's, it's all we need is affirmative as opposed to the negative. Right. But we're so used to delivering negativity. That's for sure. And, you know, and wanting to punish or a punishment society. We want to punish people for, for not doing because we're such overachievers. And so what happens is our kids are caught in the middle of that kind of societal ideology. And they're not, and they're not being, they're not being, a, there's not an affirmation for, for the behavior that we're looking for. Because they want to do it. Who doesn't want to do it? It's, we don't get behaviors for no good reason. We get them because there's a function for every behavior. There's a reason that a child is tantruming. You need to go back to the antecedent. 
What happened right before? Did you ask him to do 10 math problems? Is it division? Can he multiply? Oh, well, there's the problem. You need to go back and reteach multiplication. And I think you can, you know, you'll be able to kind of clean up this tantruming that you're getting. You need to look at the antecedent. What happened right before the behavior? Because we don't do behaviors for no, for no good reason. Everything we do, behaviorists say, has a function. Right. So if you affirm the behavior you're looking for, then the negative behavior will fall away because it's not being reinforced. Excellent advice. It's all very good. Let's go back to that desk then. Tell me about this, this child who is sitting in a desk and now knows that all they need to do is to kind of sit there for another hour, even though they're just their legs are wibbly and they, they can't really focus on what they're doing. Can you give them mm-hmm. an exercise? Build-in breaks. You do 15 minutes of work and then you get a five-minute break. 15 minutes of work and then you get a five-minute break. Use and, and then what do you recommend to do during that five-minute break? Well, you can. it depends on what the classroom setting is. Does he have computers in the classroom? Is, he, is, he, is it a young child? Do they like puzzles? Um, I always had a computer for every child in my classroom. That was one of my stipulations when I taught. I have to have a computer, each one for each child, because I would load the programs um, onto the computer that the child actually, that child actually worked on, like Reader Rabbit 2, and maybe another child worked on a Reader Rabbit at a kinder level. Um, maybe somebody else worked on Jump Start Math at a, a sixth grade level, but the language arts, the reading and the, and the decoding and the comprehension at a first grade. So each, each computer was programmed specifically for each child. Um, you know, that's a best-case scenario because we know that our kids respond to computers. Why? Because it's visual and audio at the same time. You're using all the modalities as well as tactile. That's the best way to learn. We all learn the best that way. Okay. But, but going back to what, what should the break be? Well, if you don't have computers in the classroom, the break could be you get a break and you can help me pass out uh, the books. You can, re- you know, give, give, the, give the child a, a responsibility. That's another thing our children don't get. They don't get responsibilities. We all feel good when we complete something that we can do well. Mm-hmm. Uh, putting books in order in a, in a shelf is something that most of our kids are able to do. But do we ask them to do it? No. Could that be a responsibility? When you finish the ten, with 15 minutes on task, then you get a five-minute break, and you know what? Could you be my assistant today and, and just run over there and put those math books all in order for me? Well, I think about how excited I was when I was like the student that got to do to erase the chalkboard for the day. It, there you know, like, go. And just just being able to get up from my chair and move yeah. Yeah. was all that I needed. Exactly. But what and in other words, there's nothing wrong with incrementing an hour. Well, most of our classes are 50 minute classes into four, 15 or uh, 12 minute increments. Sure. The five-minute break. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we will conclude our wonderful interview with uh, Joanne Laura talking about autism movement therapy. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health & Wellness. 
ReadyZorb Glutathione is proud to support the Betsy Hicks radio program. Glutathione is essential for human health. It protects cells from oxidative stress and supports the body's removal of toxins. It enhances immune function. Glutathione is one of the body's ways of detoxifying itself. It protects our DNA. Glutathione is one of the most effective free radical scavengers. Autistic children are predisposed to low glutathione, which prevents them from detoxifying normally. ReadySorb Liposomal Glutathione is an oral dietary supplement that was formulated by a physician for his own patients. Each teaspoon contains over 400 milligrams of glutathione. The ingredients are pure and chemical-free, and there's no sodium benzoate in ReadySorb Glutathione. It's approved for use on the Fine Gold Program. Ask your doctor about ReadySorb Liposomal Glutathione and read more about us at www.redisorb.com. That's R-E-A-D-I-S-O-R-B.com. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. Let's face it, hormones happen. Whether you are male or female, hormones have an impact on your overall well-being. Dr. Hart brings to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel timely topics that answer your lifelong questions about hormones in men, women, and teens. Tune in to Optimal Wellness every Monday at 12 o'clock p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Optimal Wellness. Live life well. Live life long. Live life to the fullest. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program, here's Betsy. We are back, and I'm here with Joanne Laura, and we're talking about autism movement therapy, and I urge you all to go to her website, which is autismmovementtherapy.com. You can get lots of great information there, including her wonderful DVD that you can use as a learning um, supplement. Um, I don't I don't know what... <laughs> Because it's it's a fabulous, fabulous tool and I'm very excited to incorporate it into my son's IEP because this is I don't I, I think that so many of the gym teachers out there would love to incorporate this. They just really don't know they just don't have the tool to do it. And and I don't care if it's autism or just a child with lots of energy, which is just about all of our children, or even a child with especially a child without a lot of energy, this is a great 
thing to incorporate. Um, and so let's talk more on this so that people can kind of understand more where we were talking at the break. Mm. Uh, I think that what what we're trying to say is that the the autism movement therapy lends itself to the structure, and there lies the key. Mm -hmm. Our kids need structure in every facet of their lives. They feel better in a structured environment. They perform better in a structured environment that they can predict. So predictability and structure are two of the keys. Um, You want that in your home setting? as well as your classroom setting. Right. You want to be able to, our children want to know what comes next. That's why when we have a lot of our little, when our kids are little, they don't want to go down the stairs, you know, and, and, and the, uh, the APE person has to work with them or the PT on going from one step to the other because they'll put right step, foot down, and then the left, and then they do the right, and then the left, and they step on each step as opposed to how we, you know, walk downstairs, right, left, sure. left. And it's because there's a fear of they don't know what's coming next or they don't know what's at the bottom. Right. So once we show them that at the bottom is safe and show them that you can do left, right, left, right, then our kids pick it up. Again, that's cognitive redirection and mapping in the brain. It's okay to walk down these stairs. The next time the child encounters the stairs, ah, information processed, I've done this before, I walked downstairs before. At the bottom was fine. Nothing happened. There's no fear. Mm-hmm. So with that said, we're looking for structure in our home, in our classroom environment, and predictability. That's what autism movement therapy is built upon. Each level has the same structure, so it's predictable. Level one is the same structure as level two, three, and then the hip-hop in, at the end is is a free form of dance, but it's a structured teaching, uh, direct instruction of hip-hop itself. So I think in the home setting, what happens in the school setting is we get APE, and a lot of times what we're doing is we have aids that are motoring our children through where they're raising the arm for the child and then bringing the arm back down. No, 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 no. (laughs) Nothing happening. You may as well be fanning yourself with a, a fan. You're wasting your time, and you're wasting your child's time. <laughs> the child is doing nothing. Nothing's been learned. He's having his arm raised and lowered and raised. And uh, what, kind, what kind of thought pattern goes into that? Nothing. You want to get in front of the child and mirror for the child. Ah, then the child has to think. What happens is we're not able to, our kids are not able to connect. And in the beginning, when, you, when your child begins to do the autism movement therapy, and we're going, we're moving to the right, and we're bringing the right arm over our head. A lot of times, I find that what happens with our kids is they'll just kind of move their head to the left, and they kind of raise the arm to the right, but not over the head. And they think that they're doing what I'm doing. Why? Mm-hmm. Because that connection between that part of the brain that says, "Oh, look what she's doing. She's bending to the left, and she's raising her right arm." That's that's the area that's impaired, but we know that we can strengthen and we can actually make information process quickly and repeatedly over a, a period of time over repetition period of time. In other words, so you do it tomorrow and you do it the next day and you do it the next day and pretty soon you're going to see the child starting to lift that right arm a lot higher and then 
two weeks later, the arm's over the head and in in going in the left uh, direction. So wow. it's, un, it's unbelievable to see it because you do really see it as a process. So don't, what I want, want to say to the listeners is don't be frustrated in the beginning. It's a process, sure. just like everything else that your child learns. Our kids don't learn quickly. They have a, a, a difficulty learning new information. We all know that. Okay, so you're presenting new information. Don't, don't expect them to be 100% in the beginning because that's not the way they approach anything. It's all a process, but it's the structure and the predictability and the pattern and the sequencing that allows them to know what the information is that's being processed the next day. It's not all new. It's In other words, oh, yesterday we did leaps and, and turns in a dance class, but today we didn't do leaps and turns at all. We just did, oh, we did pas de berets. Uh, that's making an analogy to a, a ballet class. Well, that's new information. Uh-oh, our kid doesn't want to participate. I don't know pas de berets. Right. I got the leaps and the turns over here on, you know, yesterday's, but pas de beret, that's new. Oh, no, thanks. I don't want to learn. So by giving them the same thing, ah, the leap and the turn, the leap and the turn, the next day, ah, the leap and the turn, leap and turn, oh, yeah, I know how to do this. I already mapped that. I cognitively mapped that yesterday. Oh, yeah, I'm right on with that. Oh, I can do that. Oh, look at me doing leaps and turns. Oh, I love the way you're doing those leaps and turns. That's the repetition and the predictability coming in, in within the structure. And how do you know when's the right time to bring on something new? To introduce something new, pretty much when you would see something, when you would see your child mastering it, being really good at it. Like I said, the assessment in the, in the built-in right. assessment in the improvisation period, mm-hmm. improvisation area of the levels. In the beginning, it's shapes and levels where you're listening to the music and stopping right. at a high, medium, or low level. In the second level, it's, it's the music is faster, the, uh, I'm asking for different shapes and levels. Even in my classroom, because I actually teach autism movement therapy on Saturdays here in L.A. and at the Vibe Dance Studio, I, I do, I start with when we freeze, when the music stops, we're, let's pick a sport. So you're either a basketball player, a baseball player, an ice skater, mm-hmm. uh, and you must freeze in that, in that, um, uh, Figure, in other words, okay, in other words, that shape. Okay. So you can intensify. In other words, you build on the same. It's the same exercise. It's the music playing, music stopping, music playing, music stopping. There's your structure. Within the structure, you can add scaffold more and more difficulty of the task. Right, right. Then I say, come together. Okay, when the music stops now, we all have to come together and make one shape together, and one foot has to be touching. Now we're working on social skills. There's so many things you're working on. It's just, it's mind-blowing, and we have to stop. I'm sorry, our show is over, but I I think you could teach us on many, many different subjects because it all is so, it's so interconnected. And like you said, this mapping, I'd love to do a show with you just on talking about mapping. Mm-hmm, because I think mm-hmm. there's so much direction, yes. Uh, well, we we have to close up for today, but please, um, everyone, visit her website. It's autismmovementtherapy.com. Get this wonderful DVD. It's also available on Amazon and eBay. And it, the, the DVD is actually called Autism Movement Therapy? It is. And 
we have a new, I have a new title for it called Aut Aerobics. Oh, perfect. Yes. And you'll see that on the, on the website. The wonderful Joanne Laura, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much, Betsy. Take care. My pleasure. To contact Betsy or get more information, visit AutismOne.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks.